Hi there, I'm Nicolette Reed, and this is EIB Export News. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to EIB Export News. I'm your host, Nicolette, and today I'll be providing a news bulletin update on everything that's been happening with Russia in the Ukraine since our last EIB podcast. And if you've been watching the news, you can see there are a lot of critical updates. So we have a lot to cover today. Let's get into it. Hello, welcome back to EIB Export News. I'm your host, Nicolette Reed. And unfortunately, while I was away on vacation, the war in the Ukraine continued on. And so now that I'm back and been settled in the office, I wanted to update you on everything that's been going on with Russia and the Ukraine. I'm sure you're all well aware that Russia has continued to use violence against the Ukraine. And recently, more mass graves were discovered and reported by Ukrainian officials. However, Russia continues to deny their existence. The U.S. has responded with various countermeasures. The U.S. Department of Commerce, through its Bureau of Industry and Security, BIS, updated its list of aircraft that have flown into Russia in apparent violation of the Export Administration Regulations, EAR, by adding 73 new aircraft and removing 12 aircraft that have been authorized to return to owners in partner countries. This list is not exhaustive and will continue to be updated as circumstances warrant. The ongoing effort to identify and publicly list aircraft in likely violation of the EAR will continue. Continual updating of this list serves as notification to the public that providing any form of service to any of these aircraft requires authorization. It is not exhaustive, however, and the EAR's restrictions apply in any situation in which a person has knowledge that a violation of the EAR has occurred, is about to occur, or is intended to occur in connection with an aircraft or other item that is subject to the EAR, whether or not such aircraft or other items are on the list. Without official authorization, any person anywhere, including within Russia, risks violating the EAR and would be subject to BIS enforcement actions which could include substantial jail time, fines, loss of export privileges, or other restrictions. By preventing these aircraft from receiving any service, for example, including from abroad, international flights from Russia on these aircraft are effectively grounded. The updated aircraft list is available on BIS's Russia-Belarus resource page. After the war entered its second month, President Biden held emergency talks with NATO leaders in Brussels to discuss accepting 100,000 Ukrainian refugees, but officials said the exact numbers could change. Since launching this unprovoked and unjust war of choice, Russian President Vladimir Putin has unleashed unrelenting violence that has caused death and destruction across the Ukraine. We've seen numerous credible reports of indiscriminate attacks and attacks deliberately targeting civilians as well as other atrocities. Russia's forces have destroyed apartment buildings, schools, hospitals, critical infrastructure, civilian vehicles, shopping centers, and ambulances, leaving thousands of innocent civilians killed or wounded. Many of the sites Russia's forces have hit have been clearly identifiable as in use by civilians. This includes Maripol Maternity Hospital, as the UN Office of High Commissioner for Human Rights expressly noted in a March 11th report. It also includes a strike that hit a Maripol theater, clearly marked with the Russian word for children, 
in huge letters visible from the sky. Putin's forces used the same tactics in Grozny Chechnya, as well as Aleppo, Syria, where they intensified their bombardment of cities to break the will of the people. Their attempt to do so in the Ukraine has again shocked the world, as President Zelensky has soberly attested, bathed the people of Ukraine in blood and tears. Every day that Russia's forces continue their brutal attacks, the number of innocent civilians killed and wounded, including women and children, climbs. The United Nations has officially confirmed more than 2,500 civilian casualties, including dead and wounded, and emphasizes the actual toll is likely much higher. On March 23, 2022, Secretary of State Antony Blinken announced that the U.S. government officially assessed that members of Russia's forces have committed war crimes in Ukraine. That same day, Ned Price, department spokesperson, condemned Russian authorities' politically motivated conviction and sentencing of opposition leader Alexei Navalny on additional spurious charges to nine more years in a high-security prison. This outlandish prison term is a continuation of the Kremlin's years-long assault on Navalny and his activist movement for government transparency and accountability. Despite his near-fatal poisoning with a nerve agent in 2020 by Russia's security service and his unjust imprisonment since January 2020, Navalny has continued to speak out against the Kremlin's suppression of freedom of expression in Russia and the increasing restrictions on the ability of Russia's citizens to access information and communicate freely with each other and the outside world. More than 15,000 citizens of Russia have been detained for taking part in anti-war protests since February 24, 2022. Russia's communications authority has blocked access to nearly all independent news outlets and several social media platforms, and threatened journalists and average citizens alike with jail time. The U.S. has subsequently demanded the immediate release of Alexei Navalny. On April 7th, BIS Office of Congressional and Public Affairs, Assistant Secretary for Export Enforcement Matthew Axelrod, issued orders denying the export privileges of three Russian airlines, Airflot, Azur Air, and Uter, due to ongoing export violations related to the comprehensive export controls on Russia imposed by the Commerce Department. These three temporary denial orders, TDOs, terminate the right of these airlines to participate in transactions subject to the Export Administration Regulations, EAR, including exports and re-exports from the United States. Today's TDOs are issued for 180 days and may be renewed. The Biden administration has imposed historic sanctions on Russia for the unwarranted aggression happening in Ukraine. With today's temporary denial orders, the Department of Commerce takes another significant action to hold Putin and his enablers accountable for their inexcusable actions, said Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo. We are cutting off not only their ability to access items from the United States, but also re-exports of U.S. origin items from abroad. Any companies that flout our export controls, specifically those who do so for the benefit of Vladimir Putin and the detriment to the Ukrainian people, will feel the full force of the department's enforcement. The images we are seeing coming out of Ukraine demonstrate Vladimir Putin's barbarism, brutality, and blatant disregard for human life. The Department of Commerce, along with the entire Biden-Harris administration, have taken swift and unprecedented action to ensure that Russia and its enablers pay a price for their actions, said Deputy Secretary of Commerce Don Graves. We are already seeing the impact of the Commerce Department's export controls 
with U.S. exports to Russia of items subject to new license requirements have decreased by 99% by value compared to the same time period last year. With today's actions, we send a clear message to those who deliberately disobey those same controls. Defy our export controls at your own peril. On April 7, 2022, a statement was released by the G7 foreign ministers of Canada, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, and the United Kingdom, and the United States of America, and the High Representative of the European Union, condemning, quote, in the strongest terms, end quote, the atrocities committed by the Russian armed forces in Buka and a number of other Ukrainian towns. Haunting images of civilian deaths, victims of torture, and apparent executions, as well as reports of sexual violence and destruction of civilian infrastructure, show the true face of Russia's brutal war of aggression against Ukraine and its people. The massacres in the town of Buka and other Ukrainian towns will be inscribed in the list of atrocities and severe violations of international law, including international humanitarian law and human rights, committed by the aggressor on Ukrainian soil. In the presence of the Foreign Minister of Ukraine, Dmitro Kuleba, we express today our heartfelt solidarity with the Ukrainian people and our deepest condolences to the victims of this war and their families. We underline our unwavering support for Ukraine within its internationally recognized borders and express our readiness to assist further including with military equipment and financial means to allow Ukraine to defend itself against Russia's aggression and to rebuild Ukraine. Russia must immediately comply with the legally binding order of the International Court of Justice, ICJ, to suspend the military operations that it commenced on the 24th of February, 2022, in the territory of Ukraine. Further, we urge Russia to withdraw completely its military forces and equipment from the entire territory of Ukraine within its internationally recognized borders. On April 8, 2022, the Office of Public Affairs through the U.S. Commerce Department, BIS, issued a rule that formally adds the nations of Iceland, Liechtenstein, Norway, and Switzerland to the growing global coalition of nations that are cooperating in our stand against Russian aggression and Belarusian complicity through their implementation of similarly stringent export controls. Multilateral application of export controls is a force multiplier in cutting Russia and Belarus off from these commodities, technologies, and software necessary to sustain their aggression, depriving their defense, aerospace, and maritime sectors of key materials. Today's rule recognizes the strong partnership we have with Iceland, Liechtenstein, Norway, and Switzerland in standing up for democracy and in our solidarity with the people of Ukraine, said Deputy Secretary of Commerce Don Graves. The effectiveness of export controls is enhanced greatly when we are joined by committed international allies and partners. The more our coalition grows, the fewer places Putin and the Kremlin can turn for aid. Under this rule issued and implemented by BIS, Iceland, Liechtenstein, Norway, and Switzerland are added to the list of countries that are excluded from certain license requirements of the U.S.-Russia-Belarus sanctions rule, including the Foreign Direct Product, FDP, rules for Russia-Belarus and Russian-Belarusian military end-users, MEUs. Iceland, Liechtenstein, Norway, and Switzerland join 
Australia, Canada, and the 27 member states of the European Union, EU, Japan, and Republic of Korea, New Zealand, and the United Kingdom, bringing the total number of countries excluded from application of the FDP rules to 37. Specifically, under the Export Administration Regulations, EAR, countries that have made a commitment to implement substantially similar export controls on Belarus and Russia under their domestic laws may receive full or partial exclusions, as appropriate, from the FDP rules license requirements, and such license requirements are not used to determine controlled U.S. content under the EAR's de minimis rules, provided certain criteria set forth under the new Russia-Belarus restrictions found in Section 746.8 of the EAR are met. Adoption of substantially similar export controls by the countries in the coalition expands the scope of products that cannot be obtained by Russia and Belarus. Countries that apply substantially similar controls to those of the United States through their own laws are excluded from application of the FDP rules for Russia-Belarus and Russian-Belarusian MEUs because their own domestic controls duplicate the efforts of these FDP rules. These partners are sharing in the effort required to implement these controls globally through their own legal systems, educating companies on compliance responsibilities under their domestic laws, and leveraging their law enforcement resources. The United States will continue to work tirelessly with our partners to share information and enforcement resources and to coordinate on the commodities, technologies, and software to be controlled which will result in an increasingly effective global effort. These BIS sanctions were taken under the authority of the Export Control Reform Act of 2018 and its implementing regulations, the Export Administration Regulations, EAR. On April 9, 2022, the BIS Office of Congressional and Public Affairs released a final rule expanding restrictions on exports to Russia and Belarus in response to ongoing aggression in Ukraine. By adding highly restrictive controls on the export and re-export of U.S. origin and certain foreign-produced commodities, software, and technologies to Russia and Belarus, further choking off access to inputs and products needed to sustain their military capabilities. As a result of the rule, BIS has imposed highly restrictive license requirements on all categories of items on the Commerce Control List, CCL, to Russia and Belarus, which expands U.S. scrutiny of transactions to almost any sensitive dual-use technology, software, or commodities that could be used to support Russia's war effort. Furthermore, by applying a policy of denial to applications involving these items, the U.S. is effectively cutting off Russia and Belarus from access to a range of items. These restrictions could continue to severely degrade Russia's ability to sustain its aggression as supported by Belarus. Secretary of Commerce Gina Raimondo said, last week's horrific revelations are further evidence that Russia's brutality must be met strongly by the international community. The Department of Commerce is using the authorities it has to respond to Putin's depravity. This new action by BIS, in cooperation with our international allies and partners, shows that we will continue to apply pressure on Russia's and Belarus's strategic sectors to degrade their military capabilities. Deputy Secretary of Commerce Don Graves said, It's difficult to see the images and hear the reports from Buca and not be deeply affected. 
Vladimir Putin's campaign of destruction is appalling, and the United States and our allies and partners will continue applying severe pressure in multiple ways to bring an end to this carnage. The Department of Commerce will continue to use the authorities it has to do its part in that international and interagency effort. Specifically, the new rule expands the license requirements on Russia and Belarus to all items designated on the CCL. This rule applies to the additional restrictions established under previous Russia and Belarus rules to the three categories of unitarily controlled technology remaining on the Commerce Control List CCL. These are categories 0 through 2, which include materials and equipment relevant to nuclear, chemical, and materials processing. While the vast majority of items in categories 0 through 2 already required a license for Russia and Belarus or are subject to the licensing authorities of other agencies, this rule imposes new license requirements for items including certain composite materials, medical products containing certain toxins or genetically modified organisms, hydraulic fluids, pumps, valves, and lower-level machine tools. In connection with this expansion in scope, the rule also applies to the new foreign direct product FDP rules for Russia-Belarus and to Russian-Belarusian military end-users, MEUs, to all items on the CCL. With limited exceptions, BIS will review applications involving all such CCL items under a policy of denial. Additionally, the rule excludes aircraft registered in, owned or controlled by, or under charter or lease by Belarus or a national of Belarus, from using license exception AVS, aircraft, vessels, spacecraft. In a prior rule, BIS similarly limited the ability of AVS for aircraft registered in, owned or controlled by, or under charter or leased by Russia or by a national of Russia. Additional information on the CCL restrictions for Russia and Belarus are available on the Bureau of Industry and Security website. REIB advice to you is that if you were or are planning on doing business with Russia or Belarus before you ship, please check first and then double check again that your shipment is not a violation of these very heavy and restrictive sanctions. Most items on the CCL are being restricted from these areas right now. It is highly recommended that you seek guidance at this time before making a shipment to Russia or Belarus. Thank you for listening, and if you would like more assistance, support, or guidance on this topic, please reach out to us at www.eib.com or call us at 978-256-0438. My name is Nicolette, and I was your host. I look forward to seeing you every other week. Until then, remember, export compliance, it's the law. We make it simple.